Welcome to the RDH Magazine Podcast, an Endeavor Business Media production. This show represents the voice of today's RDH. Like mine. And mine. Like mine. And mine. And mine. And yours. Join us each Tuesday and Thursday as we explore trending topics and go behind the scenes and into the minds of our amazing writers and friends. And now, here's the latest episode with Jackie Sanders. Welcome back, everyone. This is Jackie Sanders, Chief Editor of RDH Magazine. And today I am joined by an individual that just fills my heart with happiness every time (laughs) I see her. Hello, Dr. Emily Bogie. How are you today? Hello. I am doing fantastic. How about you? I, I think we are both very, very busy today. We're kind of running on fumes, but I think Boy. we will find time to have fun for 10 minutes. I, look, I was think? looking forward to this because just to step away from a little bit of writing I've been doing today. I know. You are you are a busy lady. You're writing and uh, I'm getting hygienist ready for UOR. So oh. we'll back off away from all of that for a while. But First and foremost, I want to congratulate you on being one of the 2023 Sunstar RDH Award of Distinction recipients this year. Congratulations. Holy moly. Thank you so much. I am still just trying to wrap my brain around this award. It's just Mm -hmm. a super big honor for me. It's pretty special. This is the first year that Sunstar actually did categories, and you won your award for academia for all of the work. You are the program director at Hawkeye Community College. Am I correct? Yeah. So I'm dental administrative chair here, and I run the dental assisting program and the dental hygiene program. And this year, we built a brand new clinic. We went from 18 to 25 chairs, and it has just been a spectacular honor and and awesome thing to be able to envision a clinic and then all of a sudden it's just done so (laughs) well and yeah bring in so many more students and be able to you know educate yeah that that's a lot that is a lot I know you've been busy every time I've seen you there's a lot that goes (laughs) into building a clinic like you think about building a house and then It's like having a whole bunch of husbands, (laughs) like all these faculty, like you try to think about getting two people to agree on what colors and what sinks and what equipment. And then you multiply that by, you know, 10 and it gets to be a little interesting, but it was so much fun. And we had some fantastic help from a whole bunch of different companies. Yeah. A test on patients for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, let's go. So everybody knows Emily Bogey as the director and the teacher of dental hygiene, but uh, there is a side of Emily Bogey that a lot of people don't know. And I just have kind of gotten to know this about you in the last couple of years, though we've known each other a long, long time. But tell me a little bit about your interaction with the international dental hygienists. Okay, so first of all, if you would have asked me, you know, 23 years ago when I was a student at Hawkeye Community College, if I was going to be doing this in 20 years, I would have been like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, right. The places I've got to go and the people I've gotten to meet and the situations and and the companies I've got to experience are just mind-blowing. If you talk to, you know, a 23-year-old Emily Bogey, Emily Reinert at that time, she would have never believed the things that I've gotten to experience in this world. It it all started with 
me being a clinician and me getting offered a position on the Colgate Oral Health Advisory Committee. And they came to me and, and they said to me, you know, we want you to come to New York City. We want you to give your opinion on some of the things we've been working on. And I was like, why in the heck would you care what a clinical practitioner from Central mm-hmm. Eastern Iowa had to think about what you're doing as a global organization? And so I got involved with them and that led me into, you know, getting some higher education degrees the entire time I was in clinical practice, and I thought I was never going to leave clinical practice. So as I started getting involved in corporate things, and I kind of figured out how ideas became reality in dentistry, and how companies really did care about what hygienists had to say, it was almost like a snowball being thrown off a mountain rather than a snowball yeah. rolling down the mountain <laughs> because it was <laughs> one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing and then I meet this person and then I meet that person and before I knew it like four years later I was planning on going to the international dental hygiene meeting in Cologne yeah. and I got to meet so many people and it's always been all about the people and it, it, it really yeah. has you know like when we're dental hygienists it's about the patients we serve. And here at the college, it's about the students I help and the faculty I help. But globally, we're really all doing the same thing. Yeah, just, yeah, just across the pond. Right. You know, I I was fortunate when I was with Sunstar, I was able to go to IDHA in Switzerland, in Basel. And I just got a realization that, that dentistry is so much bigger, but it's also very different the international hygienists and their eagerness to change and learn and, oh. and find new things is was very, very interesting. So tell me a little bit about how you recognize that, because I've only been once. You've been several times. I think you go every year. So you're probably seeing a lot of change. Right. I go to the International Dental Show, IDS, is in yeah. Cologne every other year. And I've gone every year since 2017. And I kind of go around, I do some work for a company as a U.S. dental hygienist that just kind of goes around and looks at products and gives my opinion on what's new and what I think it's going to do in the industry. I give some information to investors on how I think things are going to be perceived by professionals and by patients. It's very, very interesting, though, to think our profession here in the United States is, what, 110 years old now. We celebrated back in Boston in, in 2013. And when you go overseas, dental hygiene is really only half that old in some countries. Mm -hmm. And in France, it's not even a thing at all. But when I go to Germany, hygiene is only like 50, 60 years old. And so they're so much more willing to embrace change and embrace innovation than a lot of folks here are in the U.S. And I think a lot of that is because they're not so set in their ways. They're set in their ways for like 60 years instead of 100 years. And so that's just my personal theory on it. The other thing is quality is is, the the focus on quality is very, very important in our industry. And especially in Germany, when I go there, they're very focused on sustainability and quality. And so they would rather sell 10 of something that are really, really good than 100 of something that are meh, mediocre. Yeah, And so that whole philosophy, too, I brought that back to to the college and, and to my own personal philosophy for dentistry. And that has really changed me, too, as a hygienist. Yeah. Well, 
a lot of our colleagues, our young colleagues are going to be hearing this and seeing how much fun you're having, be intrigued to go overseas, to learn more about international hygiene, to go to Cologne and and be there for the international dental meeting. It's so bizarre how this all just fell together for you, Emily, because it doesn't fall together for everybody like this, other than you said yes a lot and you put yourself out there a lot and you networked a lot. Mm -hmm. But if there were one thing, I mean, so you have your new students that are graduating and they come to you and they say, Dr. Emily, what would be the first thing I could do to get more involved with international dental hygiene? What do you think it would be? Oh, people ask me that question (laughs) all the time. They say, how did you, how did you do that? How did you get to do that? And like in the back of my head, I think I have no idea. But then really the real response is, you know, I woke up every day and I stuck to my personal brand. And my personal brand has always been honesty, you know, finding quality, maximizing my my time utilization as a chairside professional and doing the best for my patients. And I think that if you keep that in mind and then being kind to the people that you meet. I think that you can't be a fake or a phony because if I ever try to do that, then people notice it right away because I'm just I'm just generally not like that. You have to be able to put yourself out there, but then you have to also be able to take it when people might not necessarily like you. And you're not going to yeah. be you're not going to be everybody's jam. And I've worked with companies before where either they haven't been my jam or I haven't been their jam and we parted ways. And you have to move on from that. I think a lot of times in our industry, we get really hung up on that. Like, oh, why don't they like me? Or it didn't work out with them. And then we just like, it festers over and over and over again. And you can't do that. You have to like compartmentalize the fact that, yeah, we didn't get along, but then we moved on. And that's okay. Yeah, that is okay. And And, and we're not supposed to get along with everybody. And I talk to hygienists where they're like, Well, I tried to work, you know, I tried to write, for instance, I tried to write and it just didn't go well. And so I just feel like the only thing I can do is clinical. It's like, no, I mean, no, try something else. Try speaking, try doing sales, try, you know, and, and in some ways you have to almost create the career you want. If what's out there, if, if what's out there isn't available, you might have to make it yourself and you have to be willing to work hard. And so you have to be able to accept being told no, but then you have to be able to bounce forward, not like people say bounce back, but like bounce forward, right? So bounce forward into the next thing or the next opportunity. So like, it's almost like you have this menu of choices and you try one thing on the menu and it doesn't work. You don't just throw the menu away. You just choose another choice. Yeah. And then if that doesn't work, then choose another choice. But maybe that works pretty well. And then there's another choice. Well, you know what? You can do that tomorrow. And so that was the other thing I had to learn in a hurry. You can't do everything. So as you say yes to a whole bunch of stuff, you then have to decide, okay, so what did I try that was not something that excited me? So then you just don't, yeah. you don't do that again. Yeah. And so that's what I tell students, you know, yeah. worst case scenario, you take this job, worst case scenario, you hate it, get another job, right? Yeah. yeah. My yeah. first job was, was not the most enjoyable job in the world, but it taught me a lot. Yeah. Well, it, it takes a lot of hard work. It doesn't come easy. 
you run into a lot of roadblocks, you go around them, but you know, it comes with time. And I, I think what, what you and I both see with a lot of hygienists is as soon as you realize it's not handed to you, that you have to work for it, then you start figuring out where you're supposed to be. But it's, it's not just handed to you. No. I, you. You mentor, you work with people and they're like, well, show me how to do it. Well, you, you got to try to do it first. I can't show you how to do it. You got to try. And, you know, and then it comes. But I, I don't think any of us that are in the roles we are today saw us in our 20s doing what we're doing now. It just all happens. Right. And it's, it's not always going to go perfectly well. Sometimes you're going to do things and you're going to completely screw it up. And trust me, I've done that a million times. <laughs> Been like, there. <laughs> like the first time I designed an, an instrument and I, it, it got brought to market and it was a hot mess. So you know what happened? The next time I did it, I did it differently and it worked out yeah. really well. And now I'm doing it again. And guess what? I'm not even doing it the same way I did it last time. Even yeah. though it worked well yeah. last time, it's with a different company. And so you have to be able to pivot and flex and adapt to the situation that you're dealt. Because even when you think you have everything planned out and things are going to be perfect, then something happens and like you're, you're plugging away, doing your master's and all of a sudden someone close to you passes away. And you yeah. have to take a semester off because you have to help someone close to you get by. And then you know what you do the next semester? You you get back on track and you finish those classes. And so you have to deal with these things that get dealt to you. And I see that happen with students all the time. Like they'll be going through their, their dental hygiene curriculum and all of a sudden something will happen and they'll get sick and they'll miss a couple of days. Yeah. And then they come yeah. back and they just want to give up. And it's like, no, you can't give up. Look at all you have in this. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what, that's the grit that, pushes you forward and mm -hmm. makes you what you're going to be. Yeah. Don't give up. Don't give up. Well, Emily, of course, I knew this time was going to fly by way, way too fast. We're going to have to do two, three, four more podcasts, <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> but, but to our listeners, Emily will be recognized for the award of distinction at Under One Roof next month in Nashville. I will be there as well with the honor of recognizing her. I will probably be a crying mess, but Aww. I will be there. And if you guys have any questions, our colleagues listening, if you have any questions for us, if you need any guidance, direction, you need somebody to say you can't give up, I'm telling you right now, Dr. Emily and I are here for you. She and I support each other a lot when we want to give up. Mm -hmm. And so she lifts me up, I lift her up, and we're here to lift you up. Any closing remarks, Dr. Emily? Well, the one thing I will tell people is if you don't know me and you do approach me, just beware, you will then be my friend probably forever <laughs> because I love hygienists. And once I meet them, I just can't get enough hygiene friends. So we'll be buddies if you introduce yourself to me. <laughs> and and I will tell you right now, she gives the best bogey hugs you can oh, ever imagine. <laughs> I do love to cuddle. You do cuddle. So with that, Emily, have a great day. I know you're in the middle of writing accreditations and stuff. I'm getting ready for Under One Roof. But thank you for the time and uh, sharing some smiles and laughs with me today. All righty. Well, thank you. And I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yes, you will. Bye-bye to all of our listeners. And we'll see you soon. Bye.
Thank you for listening to this episode of RDH Magazine Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this interview. Hit that subscribe button and join us next Thursday for another conversation with Jackie Sanders. Find us on social media, visit our website, and sign up for one of our amazing newsletters to keep up to date with your profession. Hygienists come for the education, but stay for the community. See you next time. Oh,